This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. This is VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, Tuesday, September 26, 2023. Week three in the NFL has officially wrapped up. We'll turn our attention towards week four, talking about the four teams who just played last night as we continue on in the show. But first, we'll start off with Major League Baseball, since it is the final week of the regular season, playoff push in full force, and we're still about a month away from regular season NBA and NHL getting underway. So for these Tuesday and Wednesday episodes going forward, the big focus, especially now that we're into legitimate postseason baseball or some games this week have a postseason feel, will be on the Major League Baseball card, as well as some early NFL market thoughts for the following week. I'm Ben Wilson. If you missed it last week in the feed, I'm filling in for our guy Josh Applebaum, normal host of the show, I'm filling in Tuesdays and Wednesday mornings. Josh works just so hard on, around the network all week. He needs some time off. So Josh taking Tuesdays and Wednesdays off from this podcast feed. Uh, Josh still will be seen on the, uh, the Market Insights podcast as well as Daily Morning Bets the rest of the week and into the weekend while uh, Josh is hosting The Sweats weekday mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern from the DraftKings studio in Boston. So with that out of the way, it was a really fun first week being with you on the feed. We did pretty well. Uh, just, you know, just trying to pr- predict and look forward to some of the NFL market movement. Want to want to say up front, we're not going to bat a thousand. That's not necessarily the goal. It's just try to get a reasonable approach for where the market is going. So that that's where we'll that's where we'll go a little bit later in the show to wrap things up. But for those of you looking to get some action today, I want to start right off with our game of the day. Game of the night. And our game of the day for this Tuesday, there really can only be one. This has been such a scintillating race in the AL West between three teams, the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, and Seattle Mariners. For Seattle, they've picked a pretty bad time to lose four straight games, I'll say that. I, I, I was feeling very good about my positions on Seattle a couple of weeks ago, having made some midseason bets and talked about those on VEASAN back during the summer, right around the All-Star break, where you could have got Seattle north of 3-1 to one just to make the playoffs. They were certainly in position, but get swept over the weekend in Arlington against the Texas Rangers. They lose game one of a crucial series against Houston before turning around and facing Texas to end the season. Seattle, a hard done by because they had to go against Justin Verlander last night for Houston. Scratch across one run, lose five to one. Your overnight line heading into the Tuesday matchup, Christian Javier goes for the Houston Astros. Javier sporting on the season now a 9-4 and four record, 464 ERA against George Kirby, the youngster who's had a really nice year, 11-10. and 10. It doesn't really reflect how great the numbers have actually been, though, with that 11-10 and 10 record, 358 ERA, and all the advanced stats, expected fielding independent pitching of 369, certainly back up a tremendous season for Kirby. Now, a combination of Kirby having the better numbers this year, giving the edge in the pitching matchup, Along with the fact that this really is a desperate, desperate spot now for the Seattle Mariners. You look at the wild card standings at this point. We're down to the final five games, essentially, of the season. If you look at where we'll be at after the game tonight here on Tuesday, Astros now a one and a half game lead over Seattle. So with a win, it would basically not completely end Seattle's season, but they'd be two and a half back with five to go and still having a series on deck against Texas, who is fighting for that division battle amidst all three teams there in the AL West. So I look at the line being pretty pretty priced in here to the situations at play. One, the pitching edge for Kirby and the Mariners, and two, the situational spot where is as much as we don't normally talk about you know, desperate or bounce back spots in Major League Baseball, having a ton of weight, once you get towards the end of the season, 
final home stretch here with playoff positioning on the line. You certainly understand why this might be baked in, maybe an extra five cents or so with Seattle understanding this is as close to a must win as you will get with elimination not officially on the table. I do like Seattle to bounce back and win the game, but be careful with how this line could potentially go. I could see this being a case where you know, a lot of casual bettors go, all right, well, Seattle, they've got their backs against the wall. This is a gotta-have-it game, so I'll just blindly bet them. They'll bounce back after having to face Verlander last night. Big downgrade from Verlander to Javier. Again, that's already baked into the number, so I'd tread a little bit carefully about laying too big of a price. You know, overnight, this was a, a minus 140 opener on Seattle. Most shops with Houston the other way uh, at around plus 130. If you, if you look at the uh, the 10 cent lines in Major League Baseball, some shops minus 145 plus 125 on the split. Consensus eight total, pretty good juice to the under at minus 120 across the board. I like Seattle at the minus 140 number. Anything above minus 150, you're, you're just paying too steep of a tax given how everything I just mentioned, all the factors at play here are baked in. You know, the real reason I like Kirby and the Mariners, though, for tonight, let's just look at, at kind of the weird splits for George Kirby and just how his starts have happened to line up. Interestingly enough, five of his last six starts for George Kirby and the Mariners have been on the road. And Kirby in 2023 has been a much better pitcher at home at T-Mobile Park compared to on the road. ERA of nearly a full run lower. In home starts, it's just a shade over three, has a road ERA of right around four on the season. And look at what he's done the last four home starts. He's been nothing short of amazing. 27 innings pitched combined in those last four home starts. Five earned runs combined allowed on 16 hits, five walks to 31 strikeouts. And that and those include starts against some really good teams. He shut out Baltimore, a nine-inning three-hitter with seven strikeouts and no walks. He shut out Minnesota over seven innings with no walks and 10 strikeouts. So those are two playoff teams right there who are who are certainly not easy lineups to get through. And he gets a Houston team who was faced only once this season, but did pitch really well. It was on the road at Minute Maid Park, led the led his team in that in that case, the Mariners uh, to a win back on July the sixth. Limited Houston to one run over six and two thirds innings on six hits. So I like the the general position for Kirby coming back home. His last start was a good one, a quality start in Oakland, three earned over seven innings pitched. A guy who has had really good stuff, though, in general at home this year. And it's a favorable spot to be in when Seattle has shown a lot of trust in Kirby. He's been incredibly efficient and durable this year, set to make his 30th start of the season tonight. So from that perspective alone, I do like him pitching-wise. And for Seattle with the bats, even though this has been a bad stretch where they've lost four straight, if you just look at the very small sample size as of late, hitting-wise, a Seattle team that had struggles producing runs early in the year, they've done a lot better job with their plate discipline as of late. One of just 11 teams in Major League Baseball with a walk rate of over 10%. So they've been a, a really good team at not chasing strikes. I realize if you watched the game last night, Justin Verlander, he is of a different ilk, and uh, the Mariners did not have much success hitting the baseball. But Christian Javier's big issue has been the walks this season. If you were listening to the feed every day, we actually talked about Javier last week into the Wednesday show. He's shown some improvement limiting walks as of late, only two walks his last time out in a game that went under against the Baltimore Orioles. A 2-1 game there where Houston did get the win, Javier going five innings. But in general, command has been the issue for Javier with that 464 ERA. Expected fielding independent pitching of over five on the season. So uh, certainly when you compare where Seattle has been at, even though the wins have not followed the stats. Seattle has been much better from a hitting perspective. You know, their overall numbers 
on a weighted runs created plus perspective, which is the overall stat I like to look at for offensive production in Major League Baseball, seventh in the Major Leagues just over the last week. So it's even though that's a very small sample size, it's one of those things where hitting has not really been the issue for these latest Seattle slumping stretches. It's more been the spotty pitching. And to be honest, if you've watched the Mariners in this latest stretch, they found new ways to lose basically every night. Lost a 9-8 game over the weekend in Texas. Also lost a 2-0 game. So there have been a lot of different spots where Seattle has come up short. I do like the Mariners. That'll be our play of the night in the game of the night. Take George Kirby and the Seattle Mariners minus 140 over Christian Javier and the Houston Astros, but be careful if this thing gets to minus 150 or greater. I, I would not at all want to pay that tax or that premium. And at the same time, I could, you know, I'm not saying this line will go that way. It, it also wouldn't surprise me to see some betters come in and try to fade this must win spot for Seattle, uh, but at least at minus 140 or minus 145 really or better would be the angle I'd look at to take the money line with the Seattle Mariners. That is our game of the night in Major League Baseball. A couple of the games just to keep track of and be watching out for on the Tuesday card. NL wildcard race is also extremely tight. Arizona and Chicago tied for the second spot out of the three that make it into the NL wildcard race. Miami, a game back. Marlins just took the last two of the weekend series over Milwaukee while the Cubs got a sweep over the weekend in Colorado. Just looking at those overnight matchups, haven't seen much movement so far since they've been announced. Jason Steele will go for the Chicago Cubs against Bryce Elder and the Atlanta Braves. Seeing Elder and the Braves, who've already clinched and have clinched for some time, the NL East crown in that division. Consensus $1.40 favorites. DraftKings is actually the high watermark. Atlanta as high as $1.48 favorite, with the Cubs coming back at plus 124 and a total of nine. Meanwhile, the other two teams in that wildcard race in the NL, Zach Davies goes for Arizona. He's been very underwhelming this season, but it's on the road against the Chicago White Sox, who have been abysmal. And Jose Urania, Davies, and the D-backs, as a result, about a $1.45 consensus favorite on the road, nine and a half your total, higher total, as you would imagine, with two pitchers who have been very, very weak this year. And then for Miami, you look at where the Marlins are at. They will send Braxton Garrett onto the mound against Joey Lucchese. Matchup of lefties in New York as it's the Marlins and the Mets. Marlins slight overnight favorites at about $1.30 consensus, total of eight. When we come back, we'll take a look at the four teams who played on Monday Night Football and see if there's any angles to look at to preview where lines in week number four will go in the NFL. That's next year on VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
As we wrap up VEASAN Morning Daily Bets on this Tuesday, September 26, let's flip forward. Week four in the NFL, we just had four teams play last night. The Cincinnati Bengals do end up suiting quarterback Joe Burrow up into the game. They win 19-16, push though on the closing number of three against the LA Rams in a game that stays under the total. A game that just had a you know, ton of market movement all week under the 45 and a half. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles go into Tampa Bay despite a lot of respected action coming in on the Bucks as a home dog. That does not get their Eagles win 25-11, covering a five and a half consensus closing number. Another under there on the Monday night game, under 44. You know, for a couple of these games, it's really not much to say as far as the week four line because of the quarterback uncertainty. You have Cincinnati going to Tennessee. Uh, that number has ticked up from the look ahead now to the opener, seeing Cincinnati about a two and a half point consensus favorite up a point in Tennessee after seeing Burrow actually suit up. But again, there's going to be a lot of question marks. Burrow, if, if you watch the game, was nowhere near 100%. Cincinnati's offense still pretty anemic and has a, a long way to go. Uh, and so we're, and we're seeing some books already start to shade this total a little bit, a little bit lower. It's already dropped a couple points from the look ahead in that, in that uh, 44, 44 and a half range. DraftKings, for example, has this total 42 and a half. So not much to say there. You have to imagine this will be another murky week on the injury report front as we wonder how healthy is Joe Burrow. Same thing can be said for the Rams, Indianapolis Colts line, where a look ahead saw the Rams about a point, point and a half favorite. Uh, some shops right now I'm seeing pick them. Some have the Colts favored by one. Where is quarterback Anthony Richardson on his uh, comeback from concussion protocol? That is also very, very murky. And so not, not a whole lot to report on there uh, from, from the week four standpoint as well. You know, we're really just looking to kind of hone in on uh, one. And actually, I should also add in uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They go to New Orleans, who uh, have, have a lot of injury concerns as well. It is assumed that Derek Carr, the AC sprain in his right shoulder, is week to week and will be out this week. Line has dropped a half point. It was Saints minus three and a half on the look ahead. Now Saints minus three. Total has also come down a little bit. We're seeing 40s now in the market, a couple of 40 and a half still out there, but that is also an uncertain situation. So for our purposes, I'll just focus real quick on Washington and Philadelphia. Since you have the commanders now coming off that uh, beat down at the hands of Buffalo going to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's interesting. Philadelphia has, has not looked all that sharp yet are three and zero, and this was by far the best performance of the first three weeks from last night outgaining Tampa Bay 472 to 174 yards per play edge 6.1 to 4.0 yeah the big thing though a lot of people were wondering was how would Philadelphia look on both sides of the ball having to replace each coordinator offensively and defensively from last year and it leads me into this matchup because now Philadelphia has especially especially this week saw the market go against them and we're about a seven and a half point favorite on the look ahead a lot of books reopen seven some seven and a halves out there last night, even with Washington getting drubbed at home to Buffalo. But you have a Philadelphia team who had the market go against them last week against the Washington team who had a lot of respected action on their side, even though Washington lost the game. So it'll be really interesting to see where this, this market goes. And I, I have to admit, I, I have no idea on the side. DraftKings was the first to repost this after the Monday night game. And it's now Philadelphia up to minus eight and a half. We'll see if the rest of the market follows suit. But I'm more interested in the total. 44.5 is your consensus number. I see a couple books that have dipped this thing to 44. Look ahead was 45. The big adjustment Philadelphia has been able to make if you compare their defense to last year, it's been in the run defense. 
last year, this is a rematch of one of the big upsets in the NFL season from 2022. Washington went to Philadelphia on a Monday night, were double-digit underdogs, and won the game outright. Snapped Philadelphia's long, unbeaten streak to start the year. And a big reason why Washington had so much success in that game was their ability to run the ball. Brian Robinson had 26 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Washington kept Philadelphia off the field. They dominated time of possession. And that's kind of how you beat Philadelphia. You have to limit possessions, run clock, keep the ball on the ground, continue to stay ahead of the chains. And Washington did did that really, really well. I expect that to be the attempt for head coach Ron Rivera, his OC Eric Bieniemy, in the offense this week. The issue is Philadelphia has gotten a ton better in their run defense. They were 23rd on EPA per play basis last season defending the run. Through three weeks now, the Philadelphia run defense, for all the negativity talked about Philadelphia in general and how they haven't looked all that crisp on either side of the ball, Eagles are the number one rush defense on an EPA per play basis. Yes, even better than the Cleveland Browns, who look very 1985 Bears-esque at the moment. Philadelphia actually better statistical numbers. At the same time, while the offense looked much better in the Monday night game, still two interceptions from Jalen Hurts on poorly thrown balls. Eagles were the beneficiary of just converting a ton of high leverage situations. 10 of 16 on third downs. Big reason why they ended up with a 39 to 21 minute time of possession edge. And as that game wore on, clearly we're able to just just essentially wear down and grind that Tampa Bay defense to a pulp with the amount of time the Eagles were on the field on offense, but still, you know, still a lot of work to do. I look at for you know the new offensive setup. Jalen Hurts still uh, working his way into the season, so I expect this number to go down as far as the total. If we're looking at the two factors at play here, uh, so I'd, I'd look to get in on an under forty-four and a half. Multiple books with that number still available. I expect to see this thing drop as the week goes on in a what you would expect to be a tight divisional battle. Philadelphia coming off a short week. Washington trying to bounce back. And I'd imagine we'll look, look much more conservative on offense after young quarterback Sam Howell threw four picks and the commanders were blown out at home against Buffalo. All right, that'll do it for this edition of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. Subscribe, rate, review if you are so kind and have a couple minutes to do so. Again, my name is Ben Wilson. I'll be in for Josh Applebaum on the Tuesday and Wednesday morning editions of the show. We'll come back tomorrow morning, full MLB card ahead as the playoff push is on. That's all right here on VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA 
DNA with Hannah Storm chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.